Gratitude and Anthology is out. With over 50 different perspectives and stories on gratitude, this book captures what most books don't. The secret sauce is in the number of voices and stories where you'll be sure to find a personal connection to so many as I did. A really excellent book, David Freeman. Found exclusively on Amazon.com. Welcome to Garden Station Radio. I am Chris Palmore, and I've got, I've got the man on hold. I'm going to bring him in a second, but his name's AJ Jacobs. Uh, if you don't know him, you've been living under a rock. I've read, actually, I know I've read at least three of your books, AJ, and obviously you know that I've read Thanks a Thousand. I've done it more than once, um, and I should read it again. I think it's the type of book that uh, anybody could read several times and get more stuff out of, but He's a uh, he's an amazing guy. Let's bring him in. I don't want to I don't want to dominate this. I want to get AJ in here. Welcome, AJ. Thank you, Chris. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, so, th- thanks, man. This is great. Uh, finally getting to meet you. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. Thanks for uh, listen. This is all about gratitude. So let me just start out with a couple. Thank you for dear gratitude and for including me. Great book. Thank you for that little promo with the stream and the leaves. I, like I feel more relaxed just looking at that. Uh, and thank you for having me on the show. Uh, you have an amazing community here on uh, Facebook, so uh, it's awesome. For sure, man. I I, I, I just really appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy, and you do a lot, and you do a lot of traveling. I totally, really, I really do respect your writing, and uh, your, your book really, uh, really did impact me, man. One of my, uh, I, I've got another book coming out next month called The Mechanics of Gratitude, and honestly, the uh, the third stage the uh, the third stage is really your book really hammered that idea into my head so I'm just awesome. letting you know that you definitely um, had an impact on me and my gratitude journey. Well, right back at you. <laughs> so what? Uh, so shit. You know, we we're. I definitely want to talk about uh, things a thousand. But if you could just share, to, I, you you've done so much. But if you could just share a little bit with people that may not know you, obviously I know a lot about you. Sure. I'm a nonfiction writer. I live here in New York City, and uh, I try to write books where I do something hopefully interesting and then report back uh, on the results. So uh, one of my books was called The Year of Living Biblically, where I uh, tried to live by all the rules of the Bible as literally as possible. So the Ten Commandments, but also growing a huge beard and not wearing clothes made of mixed fabrics. So uh, the whole thing, and then uh, I did another one on um, trying to be the healthiest person alive, and actually gratitude is very healthy, so there's a part of that. And then, um, and then my most recent book is uh, all about gratitude, thanks a thousand. So, uh, you know, I, it's, it's, it's funny, before I even knew about you, I remember, I think either a friend or I, I read a review for your uh, year living biblically, I don't, you know, like in a magazine. So I'd like, I'd heard about you. I didn't read it at the time. I, I came back around to read it after I read things, things a thousand, but I, I just really appreciated. Uh, I really appreciate how you dive in and it's like a lot, you know, you, you take it in and it's like 24 seven until you, you know, you live, you literally live your books, which is freaking cool, man. Thank you. I definitely commit. I mean, even in the Bible, the first commandment is, uh, be fruitful and multiply. And I had twin boys while writing that book. So I, I do try to take these uh, books seriously. <laughs> you know, my, uh, I've got some friends, my friend, Michael O'Brien spoke really highly of you. Uh, you, he, oh, he I met you Michael. in New York and yeah, uh, I think he got your book and he said you signed them for his group and yeah. just um, everyone I know that's come in contact with you uh, 
has something good to say about you. I just wanted to pass that That is, well, that made my day. Thank you, Chris. Because, yeah, it is, uh, you know, I think that my default mode, and I talk about this in the book, is a little grumpy. Like, I feel like I my inner Larry David is pretty strong. But I, uh, and I like watching the Larry David show, but I don't like living it. I don't like being in that mindset. Uh, I don't like being an a-hole to other people. Uh, even though at the time, maybe it feels like, ah, oh, yeah, they deserved it, but it's just not a good way to live. So I fight hard to fight my Larry David side, and I'm glad that it's, uh, it seems to be working. <laughs> I remember you mentioned that in the book, and uh, that was a, it's a great analogy to just uh, any, anybody seeing the show can totally they get it. Yeah, he's grumpy, he's very uh, obnoxious, and uh, I to me, it's sort of the he's the counter. He's the total opposite to Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers is uh, sort of the, uh, a much better role model. That would be a great SNL sketch. <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Mr. Versus- Rogers and Larry David get coffee or something, you know, at a coffee shop. Yeah, yeah that would be good. Well, I see them as sort of the two on the shoulder, like, you know, the angel. And oh, the you've taken it further. You could have one person just walking down the street and you've got the two voices in the head when things are popping up. They could, you know, it's right. this guy working on the sidewalk or a homeless person or whatever, right? Right. Because <laughs> I mean, it's so easy. That's what I talk about in the book. It's so easy to find the negative, uh, you know, because they we are wired to look for negative. So if you hear 99 compliments and 100, I was, yeah, 99 compliments and, and one insult, you know, we are wired to remember the insult. So it's a, it's a constant battle. You know, I, uh, I do remember you saying that in the book, and um, I was interviewing uh, Hector Garcia. He, he wrote a book called uh, Itchy Go Itchy, which is a really fantastic book. Uh, he's one of the few, like yourself, New York Times bestsellers I got to interview. So mm-hmm. Itchy Go Itchy is, the, is, is what they say at the Japanese tea ceremonies, and it basically means that this moment will never happen again. So it's literally letting mm-hmm. the person know and acknowledge you know, that this moment is unique and special and will never happen again. And I, I asked him one of my go-to questions, which was, you know, how would you, what is your definition of gratitude? And he sat there and I could see his eyes going back up in his head, you know, and he was thinking, he was thinking, he said, he said, it's gratitude is the moment when I have this one problem I'm focusing on and I shift my direction to the 99 things that are going right. I love that. Yeah. He gave, he literally like, and I even had a friend draw, I just had this image. He just gave me this image in my head, right? It was literally just that switching that, you know, changing the direction of the way, the way you're looking, like just, <laughs> just pivoting that, you know, your thought for a second to go, hold on, I've got so much working. Right. Yeah. Like even now, I'm just trying to remind myself this microphone is working. Uh, you know, we, uh, the recording is working. I have, I have water, which is, you know, we shouldn't take for granted. That is an amazing thing that we can turn a little a little metal knob and get drinkable water. That's crazy. So I, I love itchy go itchy. I'm gonna try to remember that. I think I think you totally dig it. And I love how again you guys you talk about what you know. Let's let's back up though. So in the book you explain it, but explain to people your how this the the moment you have this conceptual idea. Actually, should we say say what the book because we haven't actually explained the pre- we the premise. Sure, Why don't you explain yeah. the premise of the book, and then if you'd like to share the conception the moment yeah, of conception. uh yeah the book is called thanks a thousand here i have a copy and uh and the premise is that i go around the world and try to thank anyone who has any 
part, even the tiniest part, in making my morning cup of coffee possible. So I thank the barista at the cafe uh, in New York. Uh, I go to South America and I thank the farmers. But there are hundreds of people in between uh, who there's the truck driver who drove the coffee beans. And he couldn't have done his job if someone hadn't made the road. So I tried to thank the people who paved the road. And, the and pallets the too, right? The pallets? Oh, yeah. Pallets are huge. <laughs> I had never really uh, appreciated how the world runs on pallets, which are these uh, sort of wooden uh, platforms that carry uh, bags of everything, including coffee. So it was really a remarkable uh, wake-up call, to use a coffee uh uh, appropriate metaphor, uh, to see how many thousands of people there are that we take for granted, or at least I took for granted, uh, to make anything in our lives. And it's not just coffee. It could be a pen. It could be a sock. Uh, so, so one of the summaries of the book is it doesn't just take a village to make a cup of coffee. It takes the globe. Uh, and actually, we've seen with the supply chain madness recently just how much we did take for granted with the supply chain so that it's it's become even more uh i, I guess timely in that way it's, and uh so when you and I, again i love the premise and i'm definitely going to share how it impacted me but what was the the the, con, the conception of this all right this the origin. Idea? yeah where when it hit you like okay this well, is what i'm gonna do <laughs> i had i mean i have been a i've Intellectually, I've known how important gratitude is and how I've read all the studies, how uh, it, it, it correlates with uh, an amazing number of, you know, it, it helps fight depression. It helps you recover more quickly from illnesses. Uh-oh, I'm not thankful for my, uh, my phone ringing. It's okay, man. Well, I am thankful that we have phones. Right, it's yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, that's an old landline. Can you believe I still have a landline? Uh, but anyway, uh, so I'd always known intellectually how important gratitude is, but I have had trouble incorporating it into my life, like a, a good gratitude practice. One one method I tried was before meals, I would, I, with my family, I would pause and I say, let's be grateful for this meal. Let's be grateful for all the people who made it happen. So Thank you to the, the farmers who grew the tomatoes for our tomato sauce and the, the woman at our corner grocery who sold it to us. And my son, who I believe was 11 at the time, maybe 12, he said, Dad, that, that's fine, but it's also kind of lame because you are not, that they can't hear you. You're just doing it for yourself and for us. Uh, if you really cared, you would go and thank these people in person. And I was like, wow, that is an excellent. Insightful. <laughs> that was a good one. And yeah, he earned his dinner that night uh, because I said, you know what? That would not only be a good idea, but that would make a, a really interesting project. And so that is what I did. And he wanted, my kids wanted me to do like, you know, candy or something like, you know, a s'more. But uh, I, I went with coffee because you know, I, I feel it's one of the, uh, it's a necessity, not a luxury. So for me, so, uh, so anyway, that's how it all began. And then uh, the next month I just started on this journey. 
That's wonderful, man. You know, I was I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I like they asked me like, what's the difference between thanks, you know, giving thanks and gratitude? It's like, well, gratitude is an action. Gratitude is actually a vocal thing. So when you know when you're sitting and giving thanks at the table, that is true. You were giving thanks, and then your son was like, well, why don't you go out there and tell them? And that's that's <laughs> actionable gratitude, which is yeah beautiful. Well, I mean, I think they're both good. You know, oh, writing for sure. a gratitude journal is it's good, but I think it's even better when it's when it's a two-way street because it really is it's like you know there's the vicious circle this is this is the opposite the virtuous circle like you feel better the other person feels better you feel better that the other person feels better so uh it's very powerful when you actually reach out and thank someone in person especially when they're not expecting it i mean i i had i will say i you know i i would cold call people hundreds of people uh, either show up or just call them or email them. And, you know, there were some people who were suspicious, who were like, you know, I would say, I just want to thank you for making the ladder that my coffee shop uses to get down the coffee. Uh, and they'd be like, what's got, is this a pyramid scheme? What are you trying? What are you selling? What are you selling? And I was like, no, I just wanted you. So there, there was, I'd say 10%, five or 10% who were skeptical. But the vast majority were just uh, really happy to be thanked. Uh, I remember I called the woman who does pest control for the warehouse where the coffee is stored. And I said, you know, I, I know this is odd, but I just want to thank you for keeping the bugs out of my coffee. And, and she said, well, that is a little strange, but, but thank you. You know, I don't get a lot of feedback. The pesticide people do not get a lot of feedback uh from happy customers so she's like you know this to, she she said it was like an, an anti-crank phone call you're used to crank phone calls being you know how can i torture this person and this is sort of the um the opposite but i recommend it i reckon it's a little awkward but i recommend it it's a fun uh experience yeah for sure and you know when you were you know um you know when I was talking about the mechanics of gratitude, like there's like a lot, you know, there's levels to a gratitude practice. And like when you were saying a gratitude journal is excellent and, um, you know, I keep a gratitude journal, but some people, they don't like to write, you know, some people, you know, what I was saying the other day, it's like, you just need a, what is your like daily, you just need a daily sip of gratitude. You need to figure out what, what works for you. that's going to allow you to engage, right? Cause it's all about yeah. engaging. It could be for a moment. It could be for 10 minutes, it's, but it's about, about touch points you know it's like what is your daily cup of coffee of grat like sip mm. of gratitude you know yeah um i i love i love journaling but you know even this last year i was talking to somebody it's like some people they like put the stink they put the stink because society's put the stink on the gratitude journal so like there's like <laughs> negative connotations about gratitude obviously that's all interpersonal to the individual right. but um you know you don't have to do a journal you could you know i think even i think sticky notes are great like you could literally yeah, just put a sticky note on your mirror and just write down you know the day before i was saying if you just wrote down bed and put a sticky note in your mirror so you can see it to remind yourself i'm grateful that i just got out of the bed you know <laughs> that would be a touch point right like it's, it's yeah. just reminding yourself of there's so much and you even you were saying earlier you know there's so much working right now just right now for us to be in this moment, you know, I, I, I talk about this, uh, it's called relational gratitude. So if you're sitting in a moment and you're grateful and you're with somebody, there are so many elements, grateful elements that allow this moment to happen. Mm. Now, I, when I talk about relational, I'm talking about like literally people upon people, things in your life, that mechanisms that had to happen, you know, but, you know, for you and I, for, 
you and I, very simply, this isn't all the steps, obviously, but I'm sitting here, you know, you know, I lost, I wrote a letter of gratitude to my mother. I lost my mom to cancer. Mm. I decided I wanted to start a website. I wanted to initiate people into the moment of sharing gratitude. There's a lot in between there. You know, there's me doing the interviews, the podcast, and then, you know, me reaching out to you, reading your book. Uh, here we are that, you know, bam, bam, bam. There's a, whole, there's a whole bunch of steps. There's a whole bunch of people and things that had to happen. Yeah. That weren't in, in my control that led me here. And I'm very grateful to be sitting with you on your end. Obviously, you know, you had to have that. There's a whole life of stories with you, but you had to have that moment with your son. Right. Then you had right. to act on that. You had to yeah. get, have that amazing experience. You had to write that book. You had to release that book. I had to somehow get your book had to be somehow in the vernacular of me seeing it. Right. Yeah. How did that happen? Which is all amazing. And then, you know, here we are. I mean, there's even more steps between me reading your book and, and here we are. But these are all grateful. You know, when you look back, it's like to me, it's like if you, anybody can look back on their lives and they're sitting in a grateful state and, and life is magical. It literally I is love magical. That thought. I love that thought. And and I actually loved in Dear Gratitude, there was uh, I think there was a letter about birthdays. I'm, maybe I'm uh, making that. But but it reminds me what you were saying about your mom. Because any time anyone has a birthday, and I do this on Facebook when I wish people a birthday, I say, you know, happy birthday, and thanks to your mom for doing all the hard work that day. And it's very similar to your relational. They would not have existed. I would not be wishing them a happy birthday if not for their mom. And then, as you point out, there are hundreds of other people along the way, along the path, that made it possible for you to be in contact with them. For sure, that you're, you're right. That isn't uh, dear gratitude. That's where I explained that I wrote the uh, the podcaster Adam Carolla. I was listening to his podcast, and my birthday was coming up, and he mentioned to him that he thought birth celebrating birthdays were like appreciation trophies, and he said that uh, his his whole thing was you should make it uh, like he, he said make it like an achievement day, make it about some. He was like make it about something, or I took it make it about someone. Mm. You know, and that's that's why I wrote yeah. my letter um, was because I was kind of just woke up to that happening and, and everything. But, you know, that that whole relational gratitude is actually on the mechanics of gratitude. It's the step up from um, from emotional gratitude. Mm. So emotional gratitude is where is what you really sold me on. So, you know, what your book really drove home. It's that idea of we have a cup of coffee. Now, the, speaking in terms, it's great to list five things you're grateful for. It's great for me to go. And that's intentional gratitude, mind you. Mm. It's great. It's great. But when I just write down coffee, it's intentional, which is good. There's no emotion. There's literally no emotion. It's a word. Mm, it's just, right. and what you did is like, I feel like your book is like, should be to me. It's like, if I was going to go, somebody go, how do I get emotional gratitude? If you want to, I just told you what it is. So how am I going to get it? I go read AJ's book. Okay. Cause Thank it took, you, you're welcome. Baby, because you took one thing. And you show that there are thousands, literally thousands of things you're grateful for that are, it's, they're separate things, AJ. This, you know, is amazing about writing my book and my editor. So I was talking about this. I was sharing your book and she, she corrected me. She said, these, it isn't that all these things are one thing. These are all separate things you're grateful for. It's not That's your true. only, it's not that you're just grateful for coffee. You're grateful for water. I'm grateful for, sure. for coffee beans. I'm grateful for the weather. I'm grateful for somebody harvesting these things. I'm grateful for water coming in. You know what I mean? You know, you read the, you wrote the book, but I'm like, <laughs> it's literally, you're not just grateful for one thing. And that's where emotionality comes in because what you're talking about is memories. You're actually getting moments. These are, these are, these are real things. It's not just coffee. It's yeah. everything. 
And when you go down the wormhole, your mind starts to really appreciate because you got memory there. You're creating a mm. moment for yourself when you do it, actually, which is even more powerful. Yeah, I love the way you put that. And that is a, that is a lot of it. it the uh, just appreciating the the masterpieces, these miniature masterpieces that are all around us that we totally uh, usually ignore. So, for instance, with the coffee book, uh, I interviewed the the man who designed the lid for the coffee cup. I actually try to use these now, so it's yeah. kinder for the environment. But uh, you know, sometimes you need a lid. And right. he uh, he was. I interviewed him for. He could have gone on for all day. I, I think I, I had a. I ended it after two hours, uh, and that was enough uh, lid talk for me. But he was just so passionate, just so uh, enthusiastic about the lid and and his unique vision and how important it is that there's a big uh, hole for your nose so that you can get the odor because odor is aroma is such a big part of coffee and and, and the, the shape of the mouth hole so that the coffee comes at the right flow. Uh, you know, it's these things. People put so much thought into something and uh, and, and we're, we're the beneficiary. And a lot of times if something is done really well, then it's easier to ignore it. Like we only notice when it, when something goes wrong. So it's all about trying to reverse that and be like, my God, someone really put some thought into this uh, this lid or it doesn't have to be a lid. It could be like the, the light switch on my lamp on my desk has the little indentation for my thumb. You know, it's like someone thought about that. Isn't that, a, it's just, a, it's a great way to, to fight the Larry David. <laughs> I have to go back. To <laughs> I have to work out a quote there with that. Yeah, that's that's great. It's a great way to fight the Larry David. Um, no, I, I love how you brought up smell sense because uh, you know the what is it? it? It's your your sense of smell is like is I think it's when it comes to memory, like it's seven times more powerful than your other senses. Something like that. It's crazy what a smell yeah. can do to bring you back. And then right. you know just being aware that. You can sit. I, you know, I, I do. I do actually smell my coffee. That's one of the things I, I do smell every day. Just because I somebody brought that home, I was like, I'm gonna appreciate this. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's one of the smells I get every day. Um, but <clears throat> what you're saying about interviewing that person, you know, it's, you know, I, I like to, you know, another taking it a step further. You know, for example, this whole emotional gratitude and things working, right? Things are just working. It's like if, if you're sitting there and you like. And we're here, here we are breathing, right? We're sitting here breathing, looking at each other. There are so many things that have, have to be working right now for this to happen, right? So it's like, not only is the breath working, the blood's moving through here. And not only do my ears work so I can hear you, but I understand language, right? Now that I have sight, I can see you. I can, you know, it, it's the movement of my body. I can, I can feel all these things. There's so much. There's so much that has to be going right just to have this moment. To, let alone, if we go a step further and go, how crazy is this moment? hundred years ago, <laughs> if we would have told people, oh, yeah, we're going to be sitting at computers, they would have said, what's a computer? You know, they said, hold on, the thing that the thing that's in the building over there that only, you know, that the government or NASA gets to use, <laughs> you know, oh, you're going to be sitting at home and then, oh, you're going to be looking at a camera, a camera and somebody is, you know, a thousand miles away and you're going to, you're going to talk to them in real time. Okay, right. You know, like right, crazy, but this is the world we live in. Yeah. Well, that is actually one of my one of my themes that I often think about and go back to is uh, 
that uh, I am grateful to be alive now. I mean, this world right now, we have a ton of problems and we've got some looming ones that we have to really uh, tackle. But, but any idea that the past was better, I think is really diluted because uh, my first book was actually reading. I read the encyclopedia from A to Z to try to learn everything. And, and so I read the entire sweep of human history and the good old days were not good. The good old days were terrible. They were just dangerous. Uh, they were, you know, they were violent. They were uh, sexist, racist, of course, homophobic. They were uh, uh, smelly. Like you can't believe I'm living, I'm in New York now. I'm looking out on the street and if, I, if this were a hundred years ago, literally there would be horse manure piled up to my waist. There would be carcasses of animals who had been slaughtered. It would just be unimaginably <laughs> repulsive. Uh, so yeah, don't uh, I, I write a column for a magazine or a website called Mental Floss, which is called the bad old days. And it's all trying to remind people, you know, don't, don't glorify the past. Let's not, Let's not get complacent. Let's try to fight the battles and, and fix the problems we have now. But let's not be like, oh, the good old days, if we could just go back 100 years. No, you don't want to do that. You do not want to do that. No, I, I you know, I, 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 yeah, it's, we are literally, I mean, if you and I are people living in modern society, we have better life. you know, kings could not dream about what we are doing. The fact that we could have any food we want to at any time, right? right? Just that alone, right? You go going. I mean, you know, going to the grocery store. If you set your mind on like, if you put perspective, like you should, we should all be blown away. If we could sit. The thing is, it's it's every day of our life we've had it, right? But if we could get right. perspective, we would literally walk in and be like, "Wow, this is freaking amazing!" But we can't have that perspective. That it's hard to get the perspective because we've always had it, right? But we literally live lives that are better than kings. Kings could never, you know, and you think about the fact that, you know, travel nowadays, you know, a couple hundred years, whatever, you know, Oregon Trail, right? People were crossing the country just to go to maybe get to California and half of them would die, right? And that right. would be your life. You would never go any further. Now we can hop on a plane in three hours. We can be in Los Angeles. Like it's, it's, it we're living in the future and people, and I get, I get that we, there's definitely always problems in society, but I think that, um, but overall society, we're living longer. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like obviously media likes to push out that the world is on fire right. and it's all going to burn. But honestly, I, I don't feel that way. And I do my best to stay out of it because we are living longer. Life is better now than it was. You know, it is better than it was 10 years ago and it is getting better. But the flip side is now everyone's tuned into media sources and we're just getting fed everything that's bad all the time. We're not getting like a ratio yeah. spectrum. We're getting a landslide of that poop you were talking about in New York City a hundred years <laughs> ago. That's that's what that's that's what's getting pushed out there. But that's not the reality. The reality is when you look out your window, there are, there is right. going to be some poop out there, but it's not up to your waist. <laughs> right. Well, it is easier. You know, I'm in the media, and the media right. does have a negative bias. So uh, I was actually just talking about this with my wife about how. Uh, I read an article a couple of weeks ago about the malaria vaccine that they are developing and it looks good. Uh, and I'm, I'm like, why is that not on the front page every day? That is huge. Millions of people a year die from malaria. This is unbelievable news, like the most amazing health news I've read uh, in, in weeks. And, and 
I don't hear it talk about enough. So, or uh, you read about a fire, you know, and fires are terrible. But if you look at over the last 50 years, the number of people who have been killed by fires in the United States, it has dropped like hugely. Like, you know, we've got smoke alarms, which are annoying, but they save lives. Right. So, you know, whenever I read an article about a fire, I just try to remind myself, you know, this is terrible, but let's, let's not lose hope. Let's not say everything is, is a disaster because we have made improvements in certain areas, not every area, but certain areas. Right. You know, an analogy that, that kind of lines up with that is, you know, it's, you know, I use my phone all day long, right? Love my phone. I love internet, love Wi-Fi. but as, and I don't sit around every morning and that's actually not on my list, right? I don't, my list in the morning isn't like I'm grateful for my phone, even though I use it so many freaking hours, right? Or I'm grateful that Wi-Fi and the satellites are running. But as soon as the network goes down in my home, how upset am I? <laughs> right? You know, it's like, it's like, and that's that one fire that's in the neighborhood every six months. Right. Um, but most of the time, like you said, like it's the same, it's the same idea. It works, you know, it works 95% of the right. time. Obviously there, it's actually 99.9% .9 of the time, honestly, <laughs> you know, but there's obviously there's going to be times when, you know, like at the fire, like somebody is going to die. The, the firemen aren't going to get there, but most of the time, yeah, well, I mean, you're probably, <laughs> you're probably not old enough to remember, but when I was young, you would have to wait on lines to go to a payphone. Like you'd have to have a quarter and you'd have to have the right change and you would wait in line because there was someone else and maybe they were wouldn't get up. So it was insane. And, and I do think that social media is a double-edged sword. So there's a lot that's wrong with it. And uh, but a lot that's right with it. And one of the ironic, the ironic things is the fact that we are getting news piped to us from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed. And as we mentioned, it's it's usually negative news because the, the news has a negative bias. It's it's it, it's stickier. It's it's more viral. So we are getting uh, negative news from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed. And that is bad for our mental health. You know, it, it used to be you would wake up, you would get either read the morning newspaper and get all your negative news at once, or you get it at night. So weirdly, even though uh, social media has made many things better, uh, it's the news feed is what's reminding us of, uh, you know, is, is warping, is warping our view of reality. So I, uh, I, I don't know what the solution is. I think that there should be maybe mandatory, you know, there should be uh, for every post about a disaster, let's man, you know, make it mandatory that you get some news about the malaria vaccine and the other amazing things humans are doing. Uh, I don't know if that's possible, but something like that. Well, I just I love how you're saying, you know, back in the day, like back in the yeah, like back in the day, you would get up and you know you have effort is you know you're reading a newspaper or a magazine in your voice, right? So it's going a lot slower. Maybe you get bored, you don't read the whole thing. Nowadays, it's like because of everything it is, it's like you turn it on and it's playing for you, loud and clear, imagery, sound, like it's <laughs> it's too easy. You know, it's so easy. Before it was like you know you had to work for it. Now it's just like, it's so, so, so that's a very interesting uh, analogy, but I'll tell you, I, um, 
the flip side, and I do use that, like it's a double-edged sword, like, you know, social media can be used to, you know, you say cut meats, you have a sandwich, you can live, or it can literally be used to stab somebody, right? You could, you could hurt someone's feelings, but I, I'm so grateful in this day and age because, you know, I have so many friends and people I haven't even met, uh, you know, for example, one of my best friends and biggest mentors, Bobby Coons, there was an app called uh, Anchor seven years ago. It started. It was the first social media audio app. And it was right after all, yeah, I started my, you know, started reaching out to gratitude and I was just posting stuff about gratitude. And I think I was using a hashtag gratitude and he was doing the same thing. We, and we met because, we were both putting this energy in the same place at that time, right? Like that's right. how we met. The mechanism was this app and us sharing. Somehow we got connected. We don't know if somebody shared one or the other. We're connected and it completely changed my life. And we've been friends for over seven years. And get this, man, in about two weeks, he's flying here. We're probably going to meet each other. But what awesome. I'm saying is, yeah, I'm so excited. But so you've been friends for seven years without ever meeting in person. Yeah. And that's, that that's the funny. cool thing about, you know, even you and I talking right now, you know, I, I feel like, you know, if the internet didn't, didn't exist and you didn't have a website up where you, you did actually check your emails, right. we never would have connected. Yeah, you know, right. it's like I've got friends that live in Hong Kong, you know, and like you think about link. I mean, these these platforms are connecting. This this is one of the things I get really excited about. So when you meet somebody you could never have met, you're literally you've landed on a new planet. And the best way to and I get excited about that. So, for example, you know, you and I are friends. So I want to say. I've landed on planet AJ. I don't, I don't know what that means, but I'm always curiously excited because it literally could be anything. Yeah. Or it could be nothing, but I'm not, I don't sit in a nothing world. I sit, I sit in the world where I get excited, you know? So it's like I meet my friend Peter through somebody else. He lives in Hong Kong and then I meet a whole bunch of people that, you know what I mean? Like right. these pathways open up and they're specifically opening up because we live in this time, this day and age where people can be connected if they want to be. And that right. really excites me because I have That's so great. many friends, so many relationships, so many I moments. Mean, you you seem like you're an inspiration because, you know, I should and more people should use social media like you because instead of just reinforcing and staying in your own little bubble and echo chamber, you know, reaching out to people who have different points of views and and uh, and meeting new people, that that's the promise. That's that's what it could do well. Right. Well, it, it, I, I just get excited, man, because um, I just there's so many, you know, it's a lot of possibilities out there. There's this opening up more every day. If it's like the Clubhouse app, like you're on with, you know, you're doing the Clubhouse. Let's, let's pivot that real quick. So actually, I want to ask you quick here. You're uh, thanks a thousand. How did you did Ted come to you after you got done writing that? Because that's a Ted book. That's correct, right? Right. It was so tell me, tell me how that works, how that worked. Well, I have I have given a couple of TED Talks about some of my other books, like The Year of Living Biblically, and TED had started a publishing arm where they published uh, short books uh, where you would give an original TED Talk. So the folks at TED, who I'm friendly with, came to me and said, do you have an idea for a book? And I said, well, I'd always thought, you know, uh, my son had, had brought this up and, and what, what do you think? And they're like, we love it. So I published uh, through TED and I gave a TED talk. And then when TED started, they partnered with Clubhouse and were looking for shows. Uh, and so my one of my friends there said, do you have any ideas? And I said, well, why don't we just do Thanks a thousand. And I I decided uh, I changed the name to thank your ass off because uh, I just wanted it to pop a little bit more. Uh, you know, I thought about uh, thankful AF, but I felt that it had been played out a little. So uh, 
you know, maybe thank your ass off. And, uh, and, and I also wanted to have a partner because I didn't want to just be talking myself. And also I wanted, you know, some diversity. Uh, so I partnered with this woman, Mir, and, uh, and yeah, and that's how it happened. And I just came, well, me and Mir came up with the format and, uh, and we do it every Monday at, at noon Eastern time. And we have a guest and, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you as a guest. We're going to take a little hiatus, but in the new year, if you're free, we'd love to, uh, to have you come on and talk about gratitude. I would absolutely love that. And I recorded it. So <laughs> I <didn't know. laughs> it's witness. Um, what, what, what? Oh. <laughs> Good point. I, am, no, I, I, I would love, no, yeah, I would love to. And, um, you know, uh, we were speaking before and we're, I want I know we're, we're getting, we're getting low on time here. So I want to pivot to the, uh, you know, the Voice Gratitude Project, uh, I asked you to bring a, uh, a quote to share because I'm creating this digital gratitude art that um, speaking, I'm not going to get too far into it, but there's there's a guy, uh, th anyway, somebody's reached out to me about making these, uh, these, anyways, taking these videos and making them more, making something people can, digital tokens for them. So mm -hmm. um, anyway, so it's a cool, it's a cool idea that's spreading, this whole idea of the simplicity of sharing a gratitude quote and then hearing what people, uh, their thoughts about it, but I would love, I'm going to be quiet. So AJ, if you please share us a gratitude quote, uh, that you like. Sure. One of my, one of my favorite gratitude quotes is from a Benedictine monk named David Steindl Rost. I may be mispronouncing his name, but he said, happiness does not lead to gratitude. Gratitude leads to happiness. And I love that because it just flips it on its head. But it's also so true that when you practice gratitude or even force yourself to be thankful and, and remind yourself, that's when you are able to turn your mood around. Uh, so, yeah, you can't just wait to be happy to uh, for the gratitude to come. You've got to you've got to spark it yourself. Um and this is actually a big theme that I've noticed in my life in all sorts of ways. So it's not just gratitude, but it's also uh, even confidence or optimism. Uh, if you act as if you're confident or act as if you are not afraid, then you, your mind eventually catches up and you become more confident or, or become uh, bolder and more courageous. Uh, and there's a great quote that, again... I didn't make this up. It's from um, the guy who started Habitat for Humanity. He says, it's easier to act your way into a new way of thinking than it is to think your way into a new way of acting. So it's all about the behavior comes first and then the mind change. Your mind catches up with your actions. And, uh, and this is a big part of cognitive behavioral therapy, which I'm a big fan of. So all of this is to say... Uh, all of these ideas are related. They're all cousins. But uh, but I always remember, yeah, don't wait for the happiness before the gratitude. But start with the gratitude, and then that will lead to the happiness. That's beautiful. And I, he's, have you watched his, uh, he has a really great voice, five-minute video called, I think it's called A Day. Oh, I haven't seen that. Okay. I'm going to share that with you. It's it's beautiful. It's like he's, he's speaking for five minutes about, it's, I don't want to say anything about it because I'm not going to do it justice. I'm just going to share it with you because it's it's really great, man. It's he's great, I, and I'm he has the what is it? He has a his. I can't think of the, 
I follow their their website. They have uh, I get the emails every day, but um, yeah, he's great. He's got some. Great, I've tried to get an interview with him, and the lady, the nice lady that does the foundation, said that he's a little too old now. He doesn't do interviews, so I did. Oh. I did. I did knock on that door though. All right, that's good. <laughs> and, hey, and I'm grateful to get a response. You know, honestly, it's like yeah. I, I, I would prefer a response. You know, like Gary V's people told me earlier this week. Sorry, we get a lot of requests right now. That was their way of saying no, which I, I appreciate the. I appreciate the answer. The answer, at least, at least I have it. You know, an answer is better than not having an answer. Right. I mean, I've had some wonderful rejections. Alan Alda, I once emailed him to ask if he'd be a part of my project, some project I was doing, and, and he wrote a lovely note about, you know, uh, it sounds wonderful, but I've got my own crazy project that is taking up all my time. So, uh, and that just made my day. He was rejecting me, but uh, it still made my day. Right, because they're at least taking the time to acknowledge your your ask. Opposed right. To, opposed to just sitting out there like I never received it or when it really matters. You know, it, I, I reach out to so many people, so I'm sure you have too. You know, it's just part of the game. You got to keep, uh, yeah. keep, keep asking and, uh, you know, Stuff comes through. Some stuff comes through. Some people say it, and then they don't come through with it. <laughs> That's okay, though. <laughs> but uh, AJ, this, is, this has been really great, man. Um, really love chatting with you, and uh, thanks again for your book and your time. And um, actually, where, so before we get off here, where's the best place for people if they want to share? If people want to reach out to you and connect with you? Uh, well, uh, I've, uh, I'm on Facebook, so uh, at AJ Jacobs. AJ Jacobs. Uh, Twitter at AJ Jacobs. My website is ajjacobs.com. So, and yeah, I do love to hear from people. So uh, reach out if you are inspired. Thanks, man. And you, you haven't. I know you're writing. Are you about to have another book come out, or I know you're in the middle. Of I did right? just finish one that's coming out in April. Uh, so in like four months, uh, and it's all about curiosity so gratitude is one of my favorite emotions but curiosity is right up there with it so this one is called the puzzler and it's about my quest to solve every puzzle in the world including the meaning of life awesome well i'm excited man i'll be you got you got you, you're gonna have to sell a lot of books but one of them's here so just let me excellent i love to hear it thank <laughs> you chris well All i know right. you gotta go man so uh thank you so much and uh, we'll be in contact and uh Hope you have the show and we'll talk we'll talk soon, man. You have a you have an awesome day, man. I really appreciate the time today. Oh, thank you, Chris. And thank you to uh to Marconi, the Italian inventor who invented radio waves, which I think this couldn't have happened without. So thank him. Oh, like yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I'm Chris with AJ Jacobs. Just remind everybody they have a lot to be grateful for and uh step into that emotional gratitude. Take a cup of coffee and uh sit back, smell it. Think about where it came from and enjoy the seat you're in while you're at it. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.